The following program is the conclusion of a tribute to the late Dick Gregory, entertainer, civil rights activist, and wellness guru. Gregory died of heart failure on August 19, 2017. He was 84. From the University of Texas at Austin, KUT Radio, this is In Black America. Peace to, to that whole black voice, man. It's the only voice that's honest in America today. And that's basically because that, that while the white racist power structure was looking at everything, they underestimated black radio because at one time it wasn't nothing but hooping and hollering and playing the next Shake Your Booty record. Mm-hmm. And then all at once things start changing, new people start coming in. And they never realized they would have black voices like you or Tom, Tom John or the whole Kathy Hughes piece. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, 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 see, black radio have to be like the black Muslims. Ain't no way in the world the way the system go after them. They could ever be dealing in drugs. Right. And so black radio can never violate. They'd be off in the morning. In the morning. And so, and so consequently, I've always felt that uh, money is not power and education is not power, but information is power. So if you give me bad information, I got bad power. The problem in America, which makes your voice so important. Dick Gregory, comedian, civil rights activist, and spokesman for health issues. This past March, Gregory was the keynote speaker at the 14th annual Heman Sweat Symposium on Civil Rights, held on the campus of the University of Texas at Austin. In 1949, Sweat applied for admission to the UT Law School, but was denied admission on the basis of race. With the help and assistance of the NAACP, he brought legal action against the university. In the landmark case Sweat v. Painter, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that separate law school facilities could not provide a legal education equal in quality to that available at the University of Texas Law School, one of the nation's ranking law schools. In 1950, Sweat entered the University of Texas School of Law. I'm John L. Hansen, Jr., and welcome to another edition of In Black America. On this week's program, comedian and civil rights activist Dick Gregory, Part 2, In Black America. For years, I didn't know Time Magazine and New York Times had a problem because no one that I knew was ever in that. And then when the civil rights movement hit, we would see one thing happen Uh and see something else go down. I didn't understand the power of white folks because the little low-level white folks I've been around, and one of the things that would make white folks mad, and I don't blame them, see, most black folks is mad at the wrong white folks. See, the white folks we mad at couldn't help us if they liked us. Uh, matter of fact, they'll kill them on the way to get me and you. But we don't know nothing but that low-level, hateful, nasty, ungodly, hate himself and his wife, white boy. And, and as long as we think, like I did for years, that was the real white boy. I remember we used to make statements, redneck, ignorant, cracker. Well, w- how dumb do we have to be to realize it can't no, no reading, no writing, no educated white boy determine policies for America? Famous for his hunger strikes, his mobilization for social change, his Bahamian diet, his comedy career, and his anti-drug activities, Dick Gregory is a unique and complex man. Born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, he grew up shining shoes to help feed his family. At Sumner High School, he led a march against conditions in segregated schools and set a state record in track. 
As a star comedian in the early 1960s, he used biting racial satire and shunned the stereotypes of early black comics. Prompted by the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he became a civil rights activist, an anti-war leader, running for president in 1968, and fasting for human rights both here and abroad. On today's program, we conclude our conversation with Dick Gregory. When you have AOL and Time Warner make a deal, this is communication. That's all you heard that day. Jane Fonda's stock in 24 hours, just the Time Warner, did, I think, $20 million. And then the next three days, it lost $30 billion because they, they did it with paper money and pulled real money out. Mm-hmm. And so when you stop and think about we, on the Kathy Hughes station, the second, third day after the O.J. Fasco. And this is the one in Washington? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I had got a peep at the autopsy. Mm-hmm. I found out later, and that's the power of God is incredible. I found out later that the Russian spy satellite just happened to have been over the West Coast, so they filmed the whole thing. Sent it to the State Department and never got a response back. You know, it's kind of interesting when we have a thing called whisper helicopters. And for those of you who don't know it, whisper helicopter, you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. 10,000 of us can be in your yard for a cookout. Mm-hmm. And the whisper helicopter come by, and they can come down and kill us all. Nobody heard mm-hmm. except the dog. Mm-hmm. That's why the O.J. dog was acting a fool and nobody else heard nothing. It was the whisper helicopters. Now... This is what we do. Five years later, then white folk come out. I knew Waco from the first day. Mm-hmm. But the outcome was... See, most folks didn't know that Waco was Seventh-day Adventist. They played him off as some old radical group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've, been in, they've been in 40 years. And when David Clark kicked that other thug out, found he was making crack for the government. You see, first... How can I be stupid enough to believe that you would go and buy $400,000 Rolls Royce and reduce them to $1,500 shippies? How can I be stupid enough you're going to take expensive cocaine and reduce it down to some cheap something that poor folk can afford? That's, that's something wrong with that. Uh-huh. And, and so consequently, he was going to do an interview with the woman from the Waco paper at 8 o'clock that morning. The government made the raid at 7 now, we've got to ask a question. <clears throat> uh, you celebrate your birthday on the eve, just right. people who don't know universal order. Mm-hmm. It was 24 hours before I came out when the party started. Christmas Eve party, New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we burnt Waco down on Hitler's eve of his birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay, Birthday's the 20th, we burnt it down on the 19th. 55 days, standoff, line. Saying they, then when the records came out, they said, oh, no, we made a mistake. This wasn't happening to them children. But you etch into the memory bank of people every day. And nobody stops and say, if the United States military can go to a foreign country they never been in before and take our tanks and our heavy equipment and build roads and highways within 24 hours, how come we didn't dig a tunnel under that place and slide under and put some gas in there and put them to sleep? What's that about? And so when you start looking and Uh and seeing. And so we were able to say things on black radio that would never be permitted on white neighborhood because of the control, Control. the the vicious 
control the evilness of the little Cuban boy. Who knows when that fiasco will end, but there's certain questions that have to be asked. See, I never trusted Castro. I'm one of the few liberal-minded, lay my life down for human rights, because 98% of Castro's Air Force is white Cubans, and 98% of Castro's Army is black Cubans. Mm -hmm. Cuba's 72% black Cubans. That's not reflected in Miami, so why did he just let the light ones come so America went? But see, we forget America pays Castro $500 million. I'm going to repeat this twice. $500 million every month Castro gets a check, and if these rednecks found that out, they'd be out of their mind. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to be too smart. One of the largest naval bases in the world is Guantanamo Base. Now, how do I put my base on my enemy territory, and how did my enemy let, let me keep it there? Something wrong with that picture, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something's wrong. For those that aren't familiar, and I'm speaking to, to this younger generation, this new generation, give us an idea of what it was like for Dick Gregory growing up in St. Louis. It wasn't as hard then as it is now because okay. we was ignorant. Okay. See, if you're ignorant to what's happening, I, I, I never knew anything about I was supposed to go to certain schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up inspired to be a streetcar conductor because black folk couldn't drive streetcars. Okay. Think about it. Think about it. What? And at that time, all the streetcar drivers was white. Only did the bus driver and streetcar drivers change after the violence that became a bad job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they still controlled the union. So if you take Chicago, which is 99% black driver, and the union's 100% controlled, so all they got to do is make a deal with Daly, and then black folks never get no benefits. Mm-hmm. That's what we... See, so it's a new game to change. But I grew up seeing bad things. Mm-hmm. I grew up, I knew who the cop was. Black cop couldn't arrest a white murderer in St. Louis. Uh, we had two fire stations, the black fire station, the white fire station, two hospitals, city hospital number one, city hospital number two. So it was, mm-hmm. we couldn't eat in white restaurants. We couldn't uh, go to a store and try on a pair of shoes. You just have to audit, and they threw your money and your change back out. You can mm-hmm. try on a hat, you can try on a dress. When I went to college and found out, see, I didn't know about black folks sit in the balcony and white folks sit down. We didn't have white movies you could go to. So to sit in the balcony and black movie, you had to know somebody, right. man. That was high class. <laughs> so when I'd get to Southern Illinois University and, and up in the balcony, man, I'm saying, they let me, see, I sit the world's record in the high school mile. Mm-hmm. Didn't get credit for it because I had a nigga. But I thought I was sitting up there because I was Dick Gregory. I didn't know that's what they And so consequently, growing up black then, it wasn't too much you inspired for. One of the interesting things that I can reach back that most of your black business people and the people that was talked about education were Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't this new kind of insulting Negro that we have, not a Clarence Thomas type Negro who, by the way, Clarence Thomas was a Black Panther lieutenant when he was a. Mm-hmm. He just know how to trick white folks, and white folks is silly enough to be tricked and go for that okie doke. But somewhere, and see, I blame black women on Clarence Thomas-type Negroes because 98% of them are black, wide nose, big jaws, big lips, kinky hair, and the sister wouldn't go to the prom with them. And so mm-hmm. they get mad. All black folks mad. White women hate us all, so sisters, give us a break, please. And so consequently what happens is you have Jackie Robinson was a Republican. Mm-hmm. Jesse Owens was a Republican. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Martin Luther King's family were Republicans. And so this new type of Republican that comes during the time and say what white folks want to hear, that vicious one, the, the one who, who don't know God, think they do, mm-hmm. they feel comfortable with that one. But it's funny, you don't hear them type of Negroes talk out when white folks said the other day that 90% of the women get strip searched in airports as black women, and then a the day after that they bust Federal Express. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 130 million pounds of marijuana while they watching the sister, yes. but you don't hear that voice. Mm-hmm. When they do a survey, white folks and say that a black man with a doctor's degree is more likely not to get a loan than a white boy that dropped out of grade school, you don't hear from them. Mm-hmm. And so I came up where there was a different type of a black Republican that had integrity, and 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 so you you was locked in a vicious system that you didn't know any different. You didn't know any better. And so I wouldn't expect, I have 10 children, I wouldn't expect my children to even be able to relate with Mm -hmm. that. The biggest horror I had is back then nobody carried me back past slavery to who I was. They carried me to Negro history. We hear black folks now talking about Negro history. Um... You don't hear them to talk about the the black folks that they forgot to put in the history book. Well, you're dealing with a racist system. Why wouldn't you? I tell black folks, man, if you got if you got folks cheat on the old lady and then go home and lie, what do you think this boy doing? He's trying to cheat on the whole world. Mm-hmm. But my history go back past slavery. Nobody told me that the strongest two forces in the history of America has always been the black woman and the black church. Mm-hmm. That's why both of them are under attack. It, it, they never blew out. They never blew up a black crack house. Up. Or burnt down mm-hmm. the black whole house mm-hmm. for the black church. Right. And the black woman, my God, this country never would have survived without that mm-hmm. force. Um, when I think about the hurricane season, uh, and it's kind of interesting because I tell people there's no way I know this and, and top meteorologists don't know this. Mm-hmm. They just don't talk about it. <clears throat> hurricanes, not his canes, hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Named after, that's the spirit of the black woman. See, all hurricanes start in West Africa at the very part that the slaves was put on the ship. They don't start 10 miles from there or in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. All hurricanes stay on the water and follow the same trail that the slave ship followed. No slave was offloaded the ship until it got to the Caribbean. No hurricane jumps above water until it gets to the Caribbean. It will hit this country and come all the way up the east coast all the way to Maine Canada's right across the street from Maine and Canada's never had a hurricane because Canada's never done to black women what America have and one day when that black sister really understand what her spirit is about mm-hmm. she changed this whole the whole piece and so you look at then and now um when you see I was brought up to believe that if you could just get around an educated white boy Mm-hmm. the Harvards and the Yales. And I didn't realize that back when I was a child, Harvard had a quote on black folks, and if you was as black as me and you, you couldn't get in Harvard. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people, when you go to these schools, take out the, the one, the liberal ones that you, take out their yearbook. Go, go 150, go where Clarence Thomas went to, Colgate. Go back there and get, get the yearbook 100 years old, see if you saw anything but Adam Clayton Powell type Negroes. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was no room for black folks then, you know. Mm-hmm. And so consequently, what, 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 what happened as you you grew up with this mentality of of who you was from slavery, but not back before, back before slavery. slavery. So, for instance, 
young folks today, uh, uh, there's more lies that's told to them by the establishment now because as you get free and the consciousness opens up, you know, uh, I wouldn't have dared ask the question uh, of my mother because of ignorance of uh, if Christmas, if Easter and Good Friday represent the crucifixion of Christ, which I don't have no problem with that. I have a problem with one year coming in April, another year coming in March because you can't be killed in two different months. Mm-hmm. Well, I got enough sense now to know that Easter is determined. And then the pagans were celebrating Christmas Easter 3,000 years before Christ was born. And now I realize that Easter is always the first Monday after the first new moon, after the first full moon, after mm-hmm. the spring equinox. So then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday mm-hmm. on your fingers. Yeah. They, they told me three days, but they kept giving it to me on the second day. Mm-hmm. So this cannot happen yeah, no more. And so when you look at where we are, it's kind of interesting, your name uh, somebody brought me some information once, and I decided that black radio, we could get it out. America's birthday is July the 4th, 1776, but George Washington didn't become president to 89 because there was eight black presidents before him, and the first one was John Hanson. Hanson. Right. So on the Kathy Hughes radio station, we put it out there to John Hanson was the first president. And it's today as we uh, record this program. It's, uh, I didn't hear you. John Hanson Day. Oh, it's today. yeah. Well, see, well, let me, I'm going to show you more <laughs> okay. than that, and I'll give you these documents. Okay. Is John Hanson Day where? In Maryland. Is They're okay? celebrating it today. Okay, yes. now, have you ever been to Maryland? Yes. You've been on Highway 50? Yes. The John Hanson Highway? John Hanson Highway. Oh, now, let's ask the question. What? did a black man do to get a highway named after him? They don't have highway named after black folks in Africa. Right. What did he do? So now, after we get it out there, and we do the Stevie Wonder Station and WVO in Chicago, mm-hmm. here's the way a white racist system answers us. And it's very interesting. If you look at that, if you look at that website there, mm-hmm. if you punch that up, here's a come off. What's that headline say? What's that say? George Washington, our ninth president. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing about that, they would tell you that George Washington was the ninth president. They'd tell you Hanson was the first, but they don't tell you Hanson was a black man. They certainly don't. Now, if you get the $2 bill, you ever looked at the, the left side of the mm-hmm. $2 bill, the black man sitting in the mm-hmm. chair? Right. That's John Hanson. Okay? Now, this is interesting, and this is the power of black radio. What's the date on that paper, and what paper is that? It's August 13th, 1998, Washington Post. And it National. says everybody knows what? Everybody knows George Washington was the first president. Over here says everybody what? Everyone is wrong. Keep after that. What's after that? John Hanson was elected president seven years before now Washington. Now think about the power of black. Who would have ever thought one of the major white papers on this planet would be forced because of black radio? The trick is... Right now, they don't have to say he was a black man. That's how they get around it. But just the fact that it's out there Mm -hmm. that, you know, and I tell (laughs) folks when y'all celebrate Thanksgiving this Mm -hmm. year, you know, celebrate it right. Here's the Thanksgiving proclamation. What does that say there at the top? Continental Congress. Thanksgiving proclamation, 1782. Signed by who? Signed by John Hanson, President, <laughs> and Charles Thompson, Secretary. You see, and the reason I bring this up is I, uh, I get copies of this and give it to you since okay. some kind of way you connected. You know, you mm-hmm. got presidential blood <laughs> in you. Uh, you see, some kind of way 
when we understand when the pilgrims got here. Uh-huh. You see, when the Mayflower got here, he didn't, that boy didn't make no mistake. You remember, he had, he had maps of the New World. So he wasn't thought he was going to Calcutta. You see, the trick is, if I say I lost my mind, that's a sympathetic thing. Uh-huh. See, once I lose my mind, whoever I kill, I can't get the lecture chair. If I say child is lost, when you say lost, so they put the word lost uh-huh. first. And then by the time you deal with loss as a child, you don't deal with what he did yeah. with the yeah. Indians and stole the country and the whole scene. But when he got here, the Moors was already here. Right. And so when the 13 colonies was put together, that was put together under the direction of the Moors. The Moors had so much power. Now, remember, the Moors came out of Spain by way of uh, Morocco. So when the 13 colonies was put together, the first treaty the 13 colonies America had with anybody in the world was Morocco because mm-hmm. of the influence that the Moors had. Now, the Moroccan flag was a white flag with a red cherry on it. When Washington became president, he broke the treaty with Morocco. That was the code where George Washington chopped the cherry tree down. So if you don't understand the codes and the mm-hmm. system, we won't know who we are. Otherwise, But there's a spirit inside of us. If we be quiet and listen... We can see that dignity and feel that gentle peace and know that I'm not controlled by a white racist system. You see, white racist people don't bother me. Every black I know is hip enough to make a white racist redneck cracker like them. It's a white racist system that have no mother, no conscience, no God, and which I'm part of. It's in the mind. Mm-hmm. And so when you ask what I was then and now, uh, we knew what was going on in the black community. We don't today unless it's negative. For Mm -hmm. instance, uh, my baby son, financial analyst for the city of New York, little young punk, if there's 13 brilliant people on the planet, he's between one and three. Mm -hmm. Now, he can't tell them white folks how to spend $34 billion, but they can't touch it until Johansi analyzes it. Boy, ain't combed his hair in 19 years, Mm -hmm. okay? But so now, I just happen to know that because he's my son. Mm -hmm. But how many of us? have people, we stories we can tell like this, that we 60 Minutes don't tell about. about I got a, a, a daughter that worked for one of the major Fortune 500 companies, and every day she determined how many white boys going to be fired. And I said, well, dear, you, you come from a family of human rights. Why don't you teach them? She said, Dad, they're just too dumb. Who would have ever thought, okay, when I was a little boy, that a little, quiet, peaceful black woman, okay, would be in a position to tell white boys you can't work here no more. I mean, big time, she do $3 million bonuses every year. Mm-hmm. Went, to, went to London School of Economics, got her master's and her doctor's degree. Who, you understand what I'm saying? But if that wasn't my daughter, she got a doctor's degree in sex harassment at the workplace, which means if she came in to testify for you today, they can't bring nobody else in because she's the only recognized yes. authority. Well, if that wasn't my daughter, I wouldn't know that. And so I'm saying, how many others can we multiply like this? And this is why South Carolina got to bring the flag down. That company my daughter worked for wouldn't dare go to South Carolina to insult her. It's important that she is to that company. When you look at all the black folk, Maytag run by a black brother, they going. And so this is why there's a whole big difference today that's totally different. And the Clarence Thomas will never get his picture on a stamp, but Malcolm X did. You see, in this white boy's madest madness, he still understands beauty. (laughs) Throughout your your life, you've always been concerned and conscious about health and diet. No, we have to change that. I haven't been. 
There was a time. There was a time. Okay. I, I was a fifth. I'm, let me say this now. Let you say I was a fifth of Scotch a day, four packs of cigarettes a day. You know, my top weight was three hundred sixty-five pounds. Right. Okay. I mean, I I, if, that. I, if someone would told me I sit across you today, uh, today is my fortieth day of a water fast. Okay. If somebody would have told me that then, I said, man, mm-hmm. what kind of drugs are you on? Now go back and fetch one to change that. Well, say I wish I could say that. Nineteen seventy. Yes. We yes. just go back to nineteen seventy. Yes. Now we got. It. Yes. Why has that been such a, a rallying cry and, and such a burning desire for you to get that message across? Because the things that killed black folk and was killing me, the Ku Klux Klan didn't give it to me. The White Citizen Council didn't give it to me. My mother, my school, my church, my government. And I'm outraged mm-hmm. that I can go through grade school, high school, and college and know that one of the worst things you can put in a human body is cow's milk. Mm-hmm. That no one the worst thing, the third number one killer on the planet is um, white refined sugar. Um, when I realized that it wasn't a Ku Klux Klan or nigger hating white folks that injected syphilis into 600 black men in Tuskegee, there was the United States Bureau of Health with the aid of some of the top colleges, research, medical centers in this country. And then when they, we, got, we caught them, we messed up and let them write the protocol. And to this day, not even black folks have asked this question I'm asked now. If you inject syphilis into 600 black men, what about my black woman that lived with him? That was his girlfriend, his wife. And up until this day, when the, when the president brought the brothers to the White House, to this day, nobody has ever said, you can't give it to my man without giving it to my woman. Mm-hmm. And so when I sit around and look at what they've done to my health, I'm going to hold something up. That's Crest toothpaste. If you look at the, the back where I put a little sign and say, do, do not what? What does that say? Do not swallow. Mm-hmm. Then you got to ask, what do they put in this toothpaste that is so poisoned they have to put a disclaimer on to say, do not swallow? Now, down at the bottom, if you do swallow, what's that last sentence say? Contact who? Seek professional health poison control center. Now, wait a minute now. Now, think about this. That's not on rat poison, brother. Listen. The stuff that's in toothpaste is so poison that an ordinary medical doctor can't help you. You got to contact the Poison Control Center. And those of you that out there that's listening, go to the toilet and look at your toothpaste. And it's on there. We know that military intelligence was in uh, Memphis when King was killed. Uh We knew it from interviews. We knew it from military intelligence. This is the first document we able to get our hands on that says... uh, they were there. That come from the general, the military intelligence. After 30 years, it says, look back at the date. They were there from March. March 28th through April 12th, Now, wait a minute. See, you couldn't be running surveillance every day there and not pick up not only King being killed, but who killed him. That's what makes that so important. This is the right. first document we have from military intelligence that say he was there. And so, you know... Just thank God there's a God and things. You know, one of the things that got de- declassified under the Freedom of Information Act, my poor grandma, she'll glad she's not with us. Jean Dixon, world-renowned psychic. Do you know right before Christmas of last year, they had to declassify information under the Freedom of Information Act, and Jean Dixon was a pawn of the FBI? And like 18 months before Kennedy was hit, when she put in her column, JFK had to be careful in Dallas, we know now that Hoover gave that to her. Now, this is interesting. First item in this particular report, March 28, 1968, 
2,200 hours, Dr. King arrives in Memphis, Tennessee to lead a march in downtown Memphis. From the time he was there to the time he was killed, they followed him. This has been a tribute to the late Dick Gregory, who died on August 19, 2017. He was 84. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions as to future In Black America programs, email us at inblackamerica at kut.org. Also, let us know what radio station you heard us over. Remember to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station or of the University of Texas at Austin. You can hear previous programs online at KUT.org. Until we have the opportunity again for technical producer David Alvarez, I'm John L. Hansen, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. CD copies of this program are available and may be purchased by writing In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. That's In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. This has been a production of KUT Radio.